With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everybody. It is Friday, April the 10th, 2015. So, uh, we are back with our training calls tonight with Charlie Duarte. And Charlie is... Uh, on a, is working with us on an ongoing series of how to cash in on debt collectors. That's right. Debt collectors are calling you. You actually have a right to charge them for it. And Charlie's going to show us how tonight. So, Charlie, uh, what do you got in store for us? Today, we're, um, I'm going to read a few, um, give you guys a few um, pointers here. And then we're going into re, uh, reinterpreting, uh, reinterpreting uh, the FDCPA, where we left off on page five, and uh, go from there. Okay, and then we'll have a quick Q&A, and probably do more in the Q&A than that, okay? Okay. All right. So, um, first thing first is what I'm going to read to you. This is coming from... Apostolic Letter of the Supreme Pontiff Francis, okay? Now, this one is quite extraordinary because what it's saying is, hold on here, let me get that going. There was another thing I wanted to read to you. And that is, where is it? Oh, man. I wanted that to be done. Let's see here. Well, that was the, uh, what he declared on 2013, okay, that all lawyers, all judges are working, uh, they don't have the pontiffs, um, they don't got their back, basically. Okay, but I wanted to read it to you, so I'm looking. Here it is. All right, here we go. And it goes something like this. It goes... Um, David, uh, reference about apostolic letter of the Supreme Pontiff, Francis, and uh, Anna addresses Cardinal George, all, Cardinal George, all bar association licenses are extinguished. There will be no seizure of American retirement accounts, no false flags, no murder, no mayhem, no social security, some, some things like that. But I wanted to let you know about that. That there is no seizure on, on my, or I mean, all bar association licenses are extinguished. That means they are on their own, and they can be personally liable on it. It goes here: all bar association licenses are extinguished by order of Pope Francis. All attorneys, all clerks, every member of the judicial system operating these frauds and oppressions become 100% individually and commercially liable as of September 1st, 2013. Okay? So that so that opens them up. And what we're looking at is 
just putting it put putting it in this letter from Pont from the Apostolic. Um, you can put Apostolic letter of the Supreme Pontiff Francis, and you do a search from there. Uh, look for the Vatican one, and I would put that in to any court. Just let them know that they're being watched, and that. Uh, oh, oh, here's the here's the. Uh, here's the kind of like the website here. Uh, you use the triple W because it's out of the country. Okay, when you have, when you're going out of the country, make sure you use the triple W. You don't use and you don't need it if you, you if the website's on in the United States. So triple W. Dot Vatican. Dot VA, and then his Holy Father, Francis uh, Maltup, Proprio. Um, Documents, Papa Francisco Moto Proferio. Okay, so that's 2013-07-11. And that one I would put in with any of my paperwork from now on. So just to let them know, you don't have to quote it or anything, just sneak it in there, let them read it, just to have a little uh, little reading room, something to read about and what's happening here. Okay? So I want to let you know that one. And I also wanted to show you, uh, I don't recall that um, that YouTube.com, okay, that you, you can find it there, and how valuable of knowing that mantra of I don't recall. That's funny. Charlie, you still there? Charlie. Is anybody still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. He dropped off. I'm here. I'm here. All right, so other people are there, but all of a sudden we lost Charlie. It shows that he's still on TalkShoe, but we just can't hear him. Probably lost his phone signal. I don't know. That's pretty incredible, though. The Pope decreed that all uh, barred attorneys are gone, huh? All right, hang on here. Let me see if I can raise them. Well, okay, Charlie, something just happened. We don't know what, but if you can still hear us, we cannot hear you. I just tried to call you.
Good grief. Let's try this again. Charlie, I'm going to try to call you, so if you can hear me, answer. Huh. Okay, well, something just happened to Charlie. What? I don't know. The Bar Association grabbed him. Maybe. He's been Shanghai. Huh. Yeah, but you know all this stuff, Ted. You can carry on. No, I don't know all this stuff. That's why I have Charlie. <laughs> happening here. Is he still showing on the board? Yeah, he is. Still showing that his uh, phone is logged in and everything. What is the name he's using on the board? He's calling from Southern California. Oh, yeah, I see him there. Maybe try muting him and then muting him? Uh, I did that. Oh, all right. I just got on the board, so I don't know. Dang. Oh, and more people are showing up. Well, there's another Southern California there. Hello? 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 It's me. Okay, yeah, Charlie, what happened? I don't know. What was the last thing you guys heard? Okay, last thing we heard was the I don't recall. Oh, I don't recall. Yeah, I guess the uh, I guess the Pope didn't want me to tell you that, huh? <laughs> uh, and uh, little little tricks and stuff. Okay, so um, let's start it all over then. Okay, uh, the I don't recall. Um, you can find that on. Did we get that? Did we get it all? I don't recall is in YouTube, and you can look at it. Even little Wayne is in there. That's pretty hilarious, but its deposition is really good. I mean, whoever trained him to uh, do uh, to be the witness. Who, who, what was his name? Little Wayne. Little Wayne. He's, little uh, Wayne. He's one of those, yeah, he's uh, he's doing a deposition. It's right underneath. I don't recall. Okay, it's in YouTube. Okay, okay I so see you, it. Justin Bieber. Bieber actually, Justin Bieber actually did one of those too. That was pretty cool. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, all these guys are well trained. This is their auditory. It's very important to do your, know, understand your auditory. Okay. All right. Well, I started off 
doing the FDCPA, okay? If, if you guys want to search for it, I'll give you a little bit of time on that. But uh, we left last time in page five, and we'll just do five pages as we go, okay? And then we'll do Q&A, all right? And I'm just going through it just to give you some kind of reiterations of my interpretations on it, okay? And how I interpret uh, law. And I always look for the, fa the formula, always the equation, and ors, okay, into interpreting what they want, want, want to communicate in that law, okay? And that's what we're going to, uh, I'll give you examples on this, okay? Okay, so All we're right. on, hang on a second, page we're on page five of the FDCPA. Um, Which is 805, communication in connection with debt collectors. Underneath, on page five, we started it. We oh, went hang, through it. Hang on, let me wanna... see. Let me see if I can get a link up here. All right, give them a, uh, give them a uh, link up there and stuff. FDCPA. Okay. While we're doing that, I'm going to uh, just go back a little bit of the FDCPA. Remember I told you how important this part was? Uh, let me see here. What do we want? Uh, the term we're looking into definitions. We were on page three. The term creditor. Okay, how important it is that you understand the word creditor and the term creditor. Okay, and just reading out that we did that yes last week or a couple weeks ago when we were reading this one out. The term creditor means any person who offers or extends credit, creating a debt, or to whom a debt is owed, right? Very important. To whom a debt is owed, okay? But such term does not include any person to the extent that he receives an assignment or transfer of a debt in default solely for the purpose of facilitating collection of a such debt for another, okay? This is why I always want you to understand the word creditor, because they owe you the debt, right? And it's, it's in their terms, okay? Extends credit debt or to whom a debt owed, okay? I would put and, because you're extending the credit uh, who offers, you're offering, the, you're, you're making the offer, you're extending the credit, you're creating the credit or creating the debt into a credit and to whom a debt is owed. So you always want to be the creditor. And if you can pull that one off, that's where you want to be. Always the creditor. Okay? So everybody ready? So this, today we're going to start on page 5 underneath 805. Just a little bit. We did a little bit last time. Okay? And just let me know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Since we got knocked off, just make sure that we're still on. Okay, Dad. Yeah. Uh, hang on a second. I'm still trying to find the correct. Wow. I'm trying to find the same one. Okay. So you're on page five. Yeah. Underneath. The bottom. Eight oh five. Patient in connection debt collection. 
50. There's different ones. Different ones. I'm trying to... You sure you got the right one? I got Fair Deck Collection Practices at FDCPA. Is that the one with the orange cover? Yeah, I think so. I, I can't okay, remember. Okay, here. I found it right here, so I will put it up on the board. So everybody to make sure that we're following along. There you go. Go check the board. Okay. And there you have it. Because there's All different right. versions of it. There shouldn't be no different versions. Well, there are. Wow, you have a different version? There might be interpretations. Well, there's different publications is what I'm telling you. Okay. There might be okay. some different... Right. Okay, so go ahead. Okay. So uh, You guys, mute out. Hit star six on your phone to mute out. We're getting a lot of uh, background noise. Okay. 805, communication in connection with debt collection, communication with the consumer generally without the prior consent of the consumer given directly to the debt collector or the express permission of a court of competent jurisdiction, a debt collector may not communicate with the consumer in connection with the collection of any debt. See right here, they're already, they're already breaking if they uh, they. Uh, if they're trying to communicate with you, okay? So any phone call automatically becomes a, a violation of the FDCPA, right? I just throw on from this 805. Uh, any unusual time and place or a time or place known or which should be known to be inconvenient to the consumer in the absence of knowledge of circumstances, to the contrary, a debt collector shall Assume that the convenient time for communicating with the consumer is after 8 o'clock antimerian, which is a.m., and before 9 o'clock post-meridian, which is p.m., local time of the consumer's location. If the debt collector knows, number two, if the debt collector knows the consumer is represented by an attorney with respect to such debt and has knowledge of, or can readily ascertain such attorney's name and address unless the attorney fails to respond within a reasonable period of time to, commu to a communication from the debt collector, or unless the attorney consents to the direct communication with the consumer. Right. Three, at the consumer's place of employment. See, most people get embarrassed, okay? They get calls from these debt collectors, and they get embarrassed, and they get um, they get the the your boss might get mad at you. Why are you not paying your bills, and why why this and all this stuff? And they're trying to make embarrassment to you. Okay, and they shouldn't be doing that. At the consumer's place of employment, if the debt collector knows or has reasons to know that the consumer's employer prohibits the consumer from receiving such communication, right? So that one, if you get calls, they calls from uh, to your employment. This one is a violation right there. I love that one. Okay, communication with third parties, except as provided in Section 805, without the prior consent of the consumer given directly to the debt collector, or the express permission of a court of competent jurisdiction, 
or as reasonable necessary to effectuate a post-judgment judicial remedy. A debt collector may not communicate in connection with the collection of any debt with any person other than the consumer, his attorney, a consumer reporting agency, if otherwise permitted by law. The creditor, the attorney of creditor of the creditor, or the attorney of the debt collector. Right? See, right here, I want you to understand that this creditor, I always, when I see this, I'm putting myself in that position of creditor right away. All right? I'm taking that position. Everybody else, what are you guys going to be? Okay? In this act, in this, uh, in your court uh, courtroom, you let them know that you're the creditor. And if you do that, and they try to uh, contest that, they're in violation of a lot more than just the FDCPA. Okay? See, in seizing communication, if a consumer notifies a debt collector in writing that the consumer refuses to pay a debt or that the consumer wishes the debt collector to seize further communication with the consumer, the debt collector shall not communicate further with the consumer with respect to such debt except to advise the consumer that the debt collector's further efforts are being terminated, <laughs> to notify the consumer that the debt collector and creditor or creditor okay, may invoke... Hello? Are, you, are we still here? Go, yes, go ahead. Okay. All right, I, I'm getting calls in. Creditor may invoke specified remedies which are ordinary, ordinarily invoked by such debt collector or creditor or were applicable to notify the consumer that the debt collector or creditor intends to invoke a specified remedy. Are you saying that this or keeps on popping up here and debt collector or creditor, debt collector or creditor, okay? They can't say debt collector and creditor, okay? They're trying to distance themselves from those two definitions of a debt collector and creditor. Very important to understand that part. If such notice from the consumer is made by mail, notification shall be complete upon receipt. Okay. Number D, for the purpose of the section, the term consumer includes the consumer's spouse, parent, if the consumer is a minor, guardian, executor, 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 huh? <laughs> executor or administrator. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> so that was 805, okay? 805, how you're supposed to be able to communicate. They are supposed to communicate with you. They are not supposed to make embarrassing calls to your, your employers, right? That's a big one right there, okay? 806. Okay, harassment and abuse. The debt collector may not engage in any conduct. The, nat the natural consequences of which to harass, oppress, or abuse any person in connection with the collection of a debt without limiting the general application of the foregoing. The following conduct is a violation of this section. So, one through, one through six. Okay, these are violations right here you can use for yourself. The use and threat of use of violence 
or other criminal means to harm the per- physical person, reputation, or property of any person. Okay, the use of abuse or profane language or language is the natural consequence, consequence of which to abuse the ear or reader. The public, three, the publication of a list of consumers who allegedly refuse to pay debts. Okay, except to a consumer reporting agency or to persons meeting the requirements of Section 603F or 604, uh, 604, parentheses 3, which is 604, 3 has numbered in Section 604A3, that's subsection there, of this Act. The advertisement for sale of any debt to coerce payment of the debt. Okay, can causing the telephone to ring or engaging any person in in telephone conversation repeatedly or continuously with intent to annoy, abuse, or harass any person at the the called number. Here's where your numbers are. You get 20 calls, 30 calls. Some people have gotten 300 calls. All these are violations of FDCPA. Wow. And that's where you and where you get the causing, okay? Repeated, engaging any person, okay? Except number six, except as provided in Section 804, the placement of telephone calls without meaningful d- disclosure of the caller's ID. How many times have you gotten those? Okay. So that one, there, you, you can violate them on that one. Okay, so what you're looking at here, these are violations, okay? So let's say um, you have these six violations here. Uh, six, they're not the, all of them you can use, okay? But say they, uh, they keep on annoying you, it's five or six calls, and they don't identify themselves in the caller ID. So this becomes one item, element of the item, it's not... Um, one item, okay? So that's one violation of five. And if they do it 300 times, okay? If they call you 300 times and they don't have a caller ID on there, so they're violating two elements of the FDCPA. So you double up on the elements on this. Are you understanding this part? So five and six. So if you get 300 calls or 20 calls, you have to, and they haven't uh, identified themselves in the caller ID, you double up on the violations right here, five and six, okay? Because they're different ideas, different elements of the violation, okay? All right. Now that was seven. We got three more. I'm going to break through them, and then we'll go through them, okay? 807, false and misleading representations. A debt collector may not use any false, deceptive, Misleading representation or means in collection with the collection of any debt without limiting the general application of the foregoing. The following conduct is a violation of this section. Okay? How many times have they falsely advertised themselves? All right? That's one element of violation right here. The false representation, number one, is the false representation implication that the debt collector is vouched for, bonded by, or affiliated with the United States or any state, including the use of any badge, uniform, or facsimile thereof. Hello? 
Go ahead. Okay. I, I got a call coming in. False representation of the character, the amount, the legal status of any debt. All right? All these are elements that are violations in in unison. So you you have false representation, and they can validate or violate. Violate. Okay, number two, number one, number two, number three. All the same same element. Okay, or the same uh, action they're doing. Okay, any services rendered or compensation which may be lawfully received by any debt collector for the collection of a debt. Okay? The false representation implication that any individual is an attorney or that any communication is from an attorney. Okay? That's number three. Number four is the representation of or implication that the non-payment of any debt will result in the arrest or imprisonment of any person or the seizure, garnishment, attachment, or sale of any property or wages of any person unless such an action is lawfully and is lawful and the debt collector or creditor intends to take such action. So they can't intimidate. Oh, what is going on here? Wow, they don't want us to talk about this. Yeah, I'm not sure that your other phone hung up. Hello? There we go. Is that me? I think so. No, oh, it's not me. Can't be me. Huh. Only have one line going through here. It's I weird. I muted it. Okay. Well, somebody I think, else. That was, I think that was your original line because the one that you were on originally, you never hung up from. Oh, uh, okay. So I got three ghost lines. Okay. That makes sense. I guess, you know. <laughs> number okay. four. Go ahead, number continue. <laughs> the representation implication is the non payment of any debt. Okay, that's one we already read. Okay. So they can't they can't threaten you with any arrest, any garnishment unless they're gonna do that. Okay, they're intent to do so. Okay. They can't just give you a false intention. The threat to take any action that cannot legally be taken or that can that is not intended to be taken. All right? So they can't give you any threat I'm gonna follow through on. The false representation implication that a sale, referral, or other transfer of any interest in a debt shall cause the consumer to one A lose any claim or defense to payment of the debt. Or B become Subject to any practice prohibited by this title. Okay. Number seven, the false representation and implication that the consumer committed any crime or or other conduct in order to disgrace the consumer. Okay. So those are the seven of false and misleading representation. How many times have they violated them? They're saying, oh, we're we're not the debt collector. We're just uh, representing ourselves by, we're representing Wells Fargo. And in certain times, the lawyer has bought the debt, okay, and he's doing it for himself, and he's lying through his teeth. 
Okay. I always ask for um contract between you and Wells Fargo or, or you and and the in the bank or whatever it is to um to show that you are not falsely representing yourself. Okay, so they'll do that. They bought the debt and they're they're t- saying that they represent somebody else. Okay? All right. Number 8. Okay, number 8. Communicating or threatening to communicate to any person credit information which is known or which should be known to be false, including the failure to communicate that a disputed debt is disputed. All right? This is why it's so important that you, you have your green cards and you have your receipts from your, from your, um, the green card is when you certify mail that you have sent your verification date. Verification debt, okay? And you'll find that in some, what is it? In some of the um, other communications in the website of how to do that. The use and distribution of any written communication which simulates or is falsely represented to be document authorized, issued, or approved by any court, official, or agency of the United States or any state, or which creates a false impression as to this. Source, authorization, and or approval. Okay. The use of any false representation or deceptive means to collect or attempt to collect any debt or to obtain information concerning the consumer. These violations are very, um, very important to understand. All right, because they always come falsely representing themselves, trying to hide themselves away from what they what they're really doing, okay? Especially lawyers that come up and, oh, we're representing something. Oh, we're representing the debt collector. Oh, we're representing the creditor. Yeah, right. You're the creditor, they aren't. The failure to disclose an initial written communication with the consumer, in addition, if the initial communication of the consumer is oral, in that initial oral communication that the debt collector is attempting to collect a debt and that any information obtained will be used for that purpose and the failure to disclose any subsequent communications that the communication is from a debt collector except that this paragraph shall not apply to a formal pleading made in connection with the legal action. Right? So these are all false representations here. So I'm just going to read them and go through them. The false representation and implication that accounts have been turned over to innocent purchasers for value. Okay, that becomes, that's what they're doing there. Okay, sometimes they sell your debt for like 50 bucks. Okay, you got $10,000 and they bundle them up and they're giving you 50 bucks. Okay, they're buying it for 50 bucks. So anybody who has 10000 or 1000 thousand to fifty to uh, fifty thousand they take the risk and they'll pay purchase that debt for no, i mean i mean it's outrageous what these guys do okay so this is why i always i always ask for their accounting okay how much did you buy the debt for i always ask them that especially in the interrogatories or so and see what they say the false representation and implication that documents are legal process 
The you that was thirteen. The number fourteen. The use of any business company or organization name other than the true name of the debt collector's business company or organization. Now they're hiding themselves in in corporations, okay? And now they're trying to hide themselves in outside of the, outside of the country. So you can't. Some some of them were having problems finding them, so we can uh, so we can service them. So they're getting sneaky about that part. The false representation implication that documents are not legal uh, process forms or do not require action by the consumer. Okay, they're trying to say, well, you know, you don't have to. Well, you don't have to reply to this. And in doing so, if you don't reply to this, next thing you know, you're you have a summons on you, and that's why they want they want you to go to court. And where uh, most people most people won't do that. Okay, so they're going to say, oh, you don't have to reply. Just let it go. Okay, the false representation implication that the debt collector operates or is employed by a consumer reporting agency as defined section six. O3F of this act. Now these are all these are all what we call not what we would call false representations. Right? One more page and then we're done. Okay. Unfair practices. The debt collector may not use unfair or un. Actually, hold on a second. Hold on a second. We're we're at section 808. Exactly. Okay. That's going to be page 10. Okay, 808, unfair practices. The debt collector may not use unfair or unconscionable means to collect or attempt to collect any debt without limiting the general application of the foregoing. The following conduct is a violation of this section. Okay, the section of any amount, including any interest, fee, charge, or expense in- incidental to the principal obligation unless such an amount is expressly authorized by the agreement creating the debt or permitted by law. That's number one. Okay, unfair practices. The acceptance by a debt collector from any person of a check or other payment instrument postdated by more than five days unless such person is notified in writing of the debt collector's intent to deposit such check or instrument not more than 10 nor less than three business days prior to such deposit. Okay? Acceptance. This one's, this one's kind of weird. I don't think people do post state checks anymore, but um, they have it in there, so just in case you need to understand it. Okay? These practices that are un- unfair. Okay? The solicitation by a debt collector of any post date. Is number three of any post-dated check or other post-dated payment instrument for the purpose of threatening or instituting criminal pros- prosecution. Right, that's possibly where we get the checks where they bounce checks and stuff. Number four, depositing or threatening to deposit any post-dated check or the post-dated payment instrument prior to the date on such check or instrument. Okay. So I guess people would send in their post-dated checks. I, I'm, I don't see anybody doing that anymore, but we're just going through this. It must have been 
at the time they want to make sure this was being done. Okay. Number five, causing charges to be made to any person for communication for concealment of the true purpose of the communication. Such charges include, but are not limited to collect telephone calls and telegram fees. Well, these sentences I'm going through there, right? Number six, taking or threatening to take any non-judicial acts to affect dispossession or displacement of property. If, A, there is no present right to possession of the property claimed at collateral through an enforceable security interest. Right? There is, number B, there is no present intention to take possession of the property, or C, the property property is exempt by law from which dispossession or displacement. Okay, number six, that was actions against your property. That means, that would mean your checking accounts, bank accounts, okay, your garnishments. This is part of what your garnishments is, what they're doing what they're threatening you with. Okay, number seven, communicating. Oh, that's it. We're done with 10. We've gone through 10, okay? Let me just finish it off of 10, and we're on 11, just to finish oh, the last one. Okay? No, we got to go to seven and then eight, and then we go to section 809. Yeah, I know, but that, we're doing five pages per, per day, right? Um, why don't we just finish up seven and eight, and then we'll start at um, eight oh nine next week. It'll be easier since there's different versions of this floating around. It might be better if we just do it by section rather than pages. Okay. Communicating with a consumer regarding a debt by postcard. I don't know anybody who's doing postcard, but I guess they put it in there just in case. Okay. Using any language or symbol other than the debt collector's address on any envelope, which communicating with the consumer by use of the mail or by telegram, except that a debt collector may use his business name if such name does not indicate that he is in the debt he is in the debt collection business. Okay. Lawyers, this would come out with lawyers that that are saying they're not debt collectors. Oh, we're representing such and such. And they're really representing themselves. All right. So that was 808, all the way through 808. Okay, unfair practices. This, uh, some of these, some of the stuff is uh, dated. So some of it you might not see anymore because most of the stuff is really moving fast. All right. Uh, um, most people don't use checks anymore. Most of it's debit cards and such. So there must be, there might be another section that might come up later on. For debt collecting with debit cards. Okay, so we leave it here. Okay, yeah, yeah. let's leave it there and open it up for questions. Okay, there you go. Eight oh nine. We'll do validation of debt, and we'll do that later. Next That'll week will be, be validation yeah. of debt, but I want to be able to do validation and verification of debt. Okay, now how important it is that validate and verify. Okay, you want both of them from these guys. Okay, go All right, ahead. So, questions. Star eight on your phone. Hit star eight. 
Okay, if you have any questions. Oh, there we go. North and Central Orange County. So go ahead. Can you hear? Yes, go ahead. Can you hear me? We can. Go ahead. Hi. Hi there. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Ted. Hi. 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 Good. Good. Thank you. I have a couple questions. One, real quick. Uh, my husband received a debt collector bill in the mail for a Sprint phone that he got rid of 10 years ago. How they found him since he's moved five times, I have no idea. But it says basically pay up in 30 days or we're going we're gonna to do something here. Um, I hung on to this, and I'm wondering, I know I could return it to sender. Um is there any value in hanging on to this or handling it another way? Well, it's it's un- I'm pretty sure it's an unsecured, lo- unsecured debt. Okay? There's no attachment of any property. Okay? So okay. what's uh, – you're in California, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. What you need to do is check for unsecured loans or unsecured debt and find out the statute of limitations on it. Okay? Usually it's two or three, maybe five, okay? I can't remember California right now. Okay. Well, we know we know for sure it's 10 years. 10 years is a statute yeah. of limitations or debt? Um, no, it was 10 years ago uh, when this debt uh, was due. Yeah, I know. They uh, The statute of limitations went, okay? But okay. just to be sure, send them a validation letter. Okay. Okay. And make them uh, make them understand that the statute of limitations in California are whatever you look it up to be. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. And I right. have a second. And I'm uh, pretty sure. Okay. I'm pretty sure they already ding your um ding your credit report, so you can get them for a violation. Okay. Just I'm just thinking out loud. Okay. Your credit report for it, and if it's there, uh, you can call up or not uh, send a letter. Uh, oh, actually, you can um, on their website sometimes Experian and stuff like that. You can you can um, um, dispute debt being more than whatever it is unsecured unsecured debt. Okay, more than three years, and they'll take it off your credit report. Okay. Okay. Okay, we might need to send a letter and say uh, this is un- uh, this is unsecured debt and is more than three or three years by the state of California or so. Okay, I'm not sure okay. if it's it might be four or five. Okay, are you or saying unsecured? if 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 it is secured debt, then it uh, could go longer than that? I'm I, I doubt you put your house to get a, a cell phone, did you? <laughs> no, you, but I was just wondering. <laughs> <in case. laughs> right? I, I, when I got the cell, when I got my cell phone, I didn't put any property up. Okay. So right, it's an unsecured debt. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. I'm 99 percent sure, unless they're trying to attach you to something. Okay. So. Okay. Seen a lot of weird stuff, so I got to tell you that. <laughs> right. But this is mostly not unsecured debt. Okay, a right. cell phone is unsecured debt. Just find the statute of limitations for California. Okay. Okay. 
And so back here. Report. Yes, good idea. Okay. Um, and it's free. Yes. I think it's freecreditreport.com. Okay, you get it once a year. Everybody should check their credit report once at least once a year. Okay. Okay. Got it. And and dispute anything you see on there. Actually, it's dispute everything that's being dinging you out. Okay. Um, what form should that dispute letter be in? Um, your dispute letter? Oh, just write to them and say, um, if they have, if you have it on their credit report, identify it, okay? Such and such debt of amount, this is amount on this element, okay? All you're okay. doing is to identify it, and you're telling them to to take it off because it's unsecured debt, and its statutes of limitation have run out in the state of California for this debt. That's basically all you need, two or three sentences, okay? Make it simple, okay? Okay. Yeah? That's good. Uh, you understand? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't I... have to be all this legal stuff and everything like that. Just the element is that you're, you disputed this. It's statute of limitations apply by the, by the state of California. That this is over 10 years. I don't think there's anything that you have 10 years. So, okay. So the, cre the, the credit reporting agencies have the ability to take that off. You don't have to do it through the entity that put it on there. No, you don't. No, you don't have right. to go through. But I would send them a letter of validation. Okay, verification validation letter, just to be safe, because then then you have a summons and you have to go through court and all this stuff. Okay, so I'll answer it. them with a validation okay. letter. Okay, and right. um, certify mailing and all this stuff. Okay. Okay. Hmm. There you go. All right. Now, I wanna, thank, thank you. No, I want to just make a remark right now. That some people are using the FDCPA to have leverage in their mortgages, okay? That's a little more technical, so you need a little more extra. So that's why we're studying it, so you guys can understand. FDCPA doesn't just apply, okay, to credit cards and any other debt. It can also mm -hmm. apply to mortgage, okay? And you can use that as debt. You can use that as leverage when you negotiate, okay? Always have leverage. On these people. Okay. okay. I have one one more question, if possible. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I'm unable to pay a couple credit cards. Um, past couple mm -hmm. months, I would like to send a check for maybe fifty dollars rather than five hundred dollars, which I cannot do. Um, I will do all the validation stuff at some point, but I'm too busy with other items right now. But I would like to send a letter okay. with with the check that basically says, um, I'm going through a tough time right now. Please accept uh, this payment in the meantime. I'll catch up as soon as I can. And when they cash it, does that mean agreement? Is, is there a way for me to lock in changing the agreement to my agreement so they have to keep accepting the 50 without causing um, – a problem. Well, call them up, okay? Express to them like that. Um, they're gonna, you're gonna go into some computer. That some computer's gonna spit you out. 
and tell oh she hasn't paid you're delinquent by this amount and stuff like that. I got once I got spitted out once because I didn't I had a credit card and what I was doing I was paying like uh, I had a zero balance and I was paying into it because I wanted to go on vacation. So I had a a minus a minus a thousand. Okay. So that means okay. I didn't have I I wasn't over, but I was I was I was I was creating a computer glitch, and I got <laughs> called back and they go, please. Uh, uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna <laughs> we're going to um we're gonna amp your credit limit up because I was saving, you know, I was saving for my cre- uh, for vacation or whatever I was saving for. So I was paying the debt, but I didn't have no I hadn't charged anything on that card. So I was creating a, a computer glitch on there, and they didn't know what to do with it. So I had a negative zero, and that and that computer was going bonkers on them. They didn't know what to do with it. Someone paying before they had any debt incurred on the credit card. So wow. you, you're going to probably have the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So they called wow. me up, and they amped up my they amped up my credit limit. Oh, which is okay. I was still paying them. And I had enough, you know, so I could zero out when I did my vacation or whatever I was saving for. Forgot. I've seen strange but things. But you're gonna be you're food. gonna be dinged, okay? Okay. So you what you want to do is you want to call them up and tell them you're going through some hard time. Okay. Be proactive. Okay. Okay. And there's a lot of things I want to express to you guys. There's a lot of changes happening from here to, to September. Okay. Especially with consumer debt, okay. Um, the Pope on September is going to announce a jubilee, okay, which should yep. have been done 250 years ago. All right, a jubilee. Jubilee is all debt extinguished, okay, and we start over again. All debt oh. extinguished, okay. Woo-hoo! So, yeah, it would be nice, right? But that has that was supposed to be done every seven years. This is where you get the, the statute of limitations, okay? But they wanted us to keep us enslaved, okay? So if you can handle that, and if it comes true, I'm just giving you some some stuff that we were reading up on and seeing if this comes out, okay? So you're going to see a lot of changes in in um oh yeah there was a, there was one. That they're changing, um, uh, they're changing the consumer credit, the consumer credit uh, applications, so more people can apply and and be. Um, they're going to le- loosen up the the credit, what it is. But I ha- I don't have that article. Maybe I'll find that article for next week and we'll do that. Okay. Are you saying the banking industry is going to recognize this? And let people bring it uh, it's coming from the banking industry. It's actually coming from Equifax and such things like that. Equifax wow. is going to change. Um, uh, a lot of a lot of regulations are going to be loosened up. So uh, the consumer is going to go on the consumer side that they have a better chance of uh, of keeping their points up. Okay. Wow. But uh, that's uh, that's. Yes, it's uh, the fourth blood moon. Oh yeah, for a lot of and yeah, jubilee. Exactly. And jubilee. It is. Hopefully so, that they 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 honor that. 
Wow. Thank you. Because it was due every seven years. All right? Mm. In the Mayans, the Mayans did the same thing. Mm. Something right. big is going to yeah, happen. So, hey, we got somebody else that has a question, Charlie. Okay. All right, hey, thanks for your question. Okay, Vital you. Rights, your turn. <laughs> hey, uh, it's uh, Vital again. Uh, so I have a, a question. Um, there's a, a judgment uh, on a credit card that, that was bought by a debt collector, and now they're collecting on it in another court. Uh, how can that be dealt with? Um, did they send you stuff for the court? Yeah, they did sent they send, summons send you all that. Did they send a summons to you? Yeah. Uh, just apply to them, okay? Now, there's a paper, okay, there's a book, um, there's a book. In YouTube, I've been sending people to this one. It's called, hold on, hold on. On YouTube, there's a three-part series, okay, of Secrets of the Legal Industry. It's a very, very good video, okay? It explains a uh, lot I of what happens. I believe I've seen that, but yeah, I'll look at it again. In the four legs, all right, the four legs of, uh, of, of having subject matter jurisdiction. Okay. That's, uh, that's uh, Cornford, right? Um, I can't remember what the name is offhand. I okay. I think it's, uh, was it Richard Cornford or something? Yeah, it could be. I'm not sure, okay? I, I'm bad with names. I just remember yep. the essence of who they are or their pictures. Okay? He's kind of baldish and stuff. Yeah, with a sweater, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah um, I think with a shirt, but he there was a couple times he was in there. Yeah, very, very important. Secrets of in the in legal industry. That helps a lot to understand what you're going through. Okay? Yeah, answer the uh, answer the, uh, the the summons, okay? Well, uh, no, I already, I already did that. I went, went in, uh, uh, like, every six months I had to go in and just fill the financial hardship form. And they've been leaving me alone, but I wanted to get rid of it. So I contacted the attorney and... Uh, trying to settle it, and, uh, you know, they were playing hardball, but I, I only did it over the phone, so uh, I'm probably got to follow up with a letter. Um, okay, what and, are they doing to you? What are they doing to you? No, they haven't bothered me other than I have to go I have to go to court every six months. Really? And yeah. what are they trying to do that? Um, what are they trying to do? Uh, basically, they're trying to hey, collect. They they Sorry? Okay. Basically, I know they want money, all right? I know they want money. But oh, yeah. what are they trying to say every six months, you know, bringing you six months every time? Uh, are they trying to garnish you money, or what are they trying to do? No, they haven't tried to garnish or anything. That basically, this happens automatically to the court. Every time I go there, they give me a six-month extension to uh, because uh-huh. it's uncollectible right now because, uh, you know, uh, there is no, no I'm, I'm in a financial hardship because I'm going through a foreclosure. So that's basically oh. what's happening. So they, and they have a judgment they, on you? They have a judgment on you? Yeah, there was a judgment before, and I think they bought that judgment and trying to collect on the judgment. Okay. All right. All right. The mo- I'm going to tell you this little secret about legal that hasn't been done. Okay, that wasn't done in that video. All right? And there's a book you can do. Lawyers... 52 Lessons That Lawyers Can Learn From Card Players. Very good book. 
Okay? Everything the lawyer does, he hates doing work. He hates doing paperwork. All that That's stuff right. is done to paralegal. So what you have to understand is you can negotiate it out, okay? All right? Now, if you want to go through the FDCPA, you can use the leverage on that, okay? More than likely, he violated the misrepresented himself and everything like that, okay? Okay. More than likely, he did something wrong in the FDCPA, and you can go and use that as leverage to yourself, okay? Yeah, I, I, when I contacted him, I said I wanted to settle it out, and I said, look, I can borrow you know a few hundred dollars from uh, my brother, and uh, they said, well, it's going to take a lot more than a few hundred dollars. And I said, okay, then no can do. And uh, and that's it. You know, I hung up. Uh, but I think I, I, you know, if I do it in writing, uh, try to communicate with them in writing, I may be able to, to uh, you know, come out with something. But they have, I mean, they haven't bothered me. It's just that automatically every six months, the court sends, you know, they schedule it for six months every time I go there. Okay. Okay. All right, well, just go on there. It, it just tell them, look, we keep on coming every six months. What is it going to take? Ask them, put a number up there. Let them get a number up there, okay? This is the art of negotiating, okay? Give them a number, okay? What's the best number you got, okay? What can you give me? You know you're wasting time here. You know you're, um, you know, uh, you can be doing other stuff. And how much you're, uh, how much you're getting paid? What, five or six hundred dollars an hour? Or something like that, and this is piddling. So you're not going to get nothing here, okay? I'll offer you that money, a hundred bucks. Offer them a hundred bucks. Right now, like we can get it over with. You don't have to come in. I just tell them that way, you know. Yeah, yeah, okay? that's what I try to do. But I'll, I'll try it again. Okay. I'll look at it again. I just want to. Are you talking to the right lawyer? You might not be talking to the right person. Okay, just make make sure you talk to the right person. If you're talking to a paralegal or somebody like that, they're going to be like their bulldog. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Try to negotiate there and go from there, okay? Yes, sir. All right. All right. Um, because they don't buy the they don't buy this this debt no more than anything. How much is the amount? How much is the amount you're talking about? I don't remember. It's like uh, five, six thousand dollars, I think. Yeah. I, I bet you. I bet you they only buy it for five fifty bucks. I've seen it to twenty five dollars for that note. Oh yeah, okay. that's what I was assuming. That's why I offered them uh, a couple hundred dollars. But now uh, there's a. Go ahead. Now I had a. Okay, this is one of the cases we're working on right now. Okay. Um, he was he was in the same position you were, right? And he, let me get let me get this this case here. Let me go. And I was telling him to go ahead and negotiate out, right, and see what he was feeling out. So he had the lawyer in front of him. He had his wife in front with him too. Okay, so she's witnessing this contracting, okay? And she's telling him a sad story. You know, hey, I don't have enough money and all this stuff, and this is what's happening. So the lawyer said something like this. Let me remember exactly what he said. Uh, something like, um, well, offer me a dollar or something, he said. And um, my friend should have gotten it and taken that contract right there. Here's a dollar. I'll um I'll take that contract right then and there. Okay, I'll, that was an offer right there. Your acceptance would have been for a dollar. Okay. Yeah, we've been we've been able to to uh, you know settle stuff for a dollar. You know, accept this dollar as full payment, 
and, and mm-hmm. it's not send it back, and uh, you know they don't send it back, and that's worked out pretty good. But this is different because it's a judgment. Yes, I know. Either with a judgment or not, this is what we did last time I was in court. Okay, um, I had we recu- we had two rec- two lawyers recuse themselves, and one was backpedaling so fast that she couldn't get out of that telephone. Okay, and she got. Uh, sell, and they they did a judgment on her settlement, okay. And I told her to negotiate out. She negotiated out of fifteen thousand dollars to a three hundred dollar, okay. <laughs> okay. Right. She was more than happy. Took it off the thing, okay. You might have to answer, you know might might have to sweeten up the pot a little bit, but ask them, okay. Ask them how much. What's the nitty gritty? Come on, you got to give me some number. Some number I can do. This is over with. You don't have to come see me anymore. It ends here, okay? Negotiate out. Don't let him go until he does. Okay? All, right? All right? Don't walk away. Whoever walks away from a, from negotiation loses, okay? Like a battlefield. Yeah. yeah. Okay? All right? All right. So, Great. Thanks for the advice. Thank you. Yeah. I think you can negotiate out. I think you know what you're doing right there, okay? I'll try. I think All you right. have does, it there. Uh, does anybody else have any questions? Just so hit star eight on your phone. Otherwise, I think we're going to close out the call. Ah, we do have a question here. Somebody in Pennsylvania. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey. Hey guys, I got a got a question. I got a letter. I think uh, Charlie. I think this is it's called a, a Dunning's letter or Dunning's yeah Dunning Dunning's notice and. Um, First of all, the letter is not signed. It's stamped by the collection agency, sincerely uh-huh. collection agency, so no no real live person. And then it has two addresses. It has one address, and it says, do not send payments or correspondence to this address. And then it has address that it kind of leads you. And if you have a complaint about collecting this debt, write to a P.O. box a different address. Is, uh-huh. is this a trick, or can you can you can you elaborate think, on that? Yeah, this could be. If you find if you find uh, conflicting numbers or conflicting addresses or so, and um, sometimes you can just look it up on the internet by their name, see if they're they're getting the same same thing going on there. Okay. They they were really trying to hide. They're really trying to hide their main address. I thought that by by uh, answering. Sending any correspondence to the address that they called um, for complaints, mm-hmm. I thought that you'd be playing it. I thought that might be a trick question, but we did check it out. We had to go through the post office, and they do have this other physical address, but you can't find it on whitepages.com or everywhere else we checked. They're like hidden company. Um, it's not on their website. It's, it's not on their website. Um, but it's but they have it on this letter, and I thought maybe they have to put it on there. And it, it says do not send correspondence here. But I thought that if you send correspondence to the PO box where they're 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 directing you to for a complaint, then um, then uh, you're kind of maybe playing into their hands. And I just wanted to know what your thoughts were. And if you do send anything back, who do you address it to? Because they uh, stamped it as a corporate or an LLC rather than an, you know an individual. Person. Okay. What um what I would do is I'll uh, you're, you're in the right track going to the post office. Okay. 
see if you have any if they have any complaints on there, and if not, put a, a formal complaint on mail fraud. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So if it comes back, and it's legit, does it look anything that you might have been? It might have been uh, one of your um, debts or anything like that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's a credit card. It's a credit card that been oh. been passed over from uh, Synchrony Bank to this this uh, this credit collection agency. And there's oh. there's no CEO. There's no you can't I can't find a person to direct to, to address any address any correspondence to. It's just simply stamped this LLC. But when you go on their website. No, no telephone number, no, um, no address. Okay. Um, but they do have it on the, They do have it on this letter. Um, yeah. But, but they're saying don't send anything to this one address, and I'm wondering why they they have it on there. But that's when I talked to the post office in in Ohio. That's yeah. They said you send it to that address, they'll get it. Mm-hmm. Well, what certified. you can do, okay. What you can do. Mm-hmm. Is look, the Secretary of State has all the entities of corporate, whether it be LLC or or incorporated, okay? Mm-hmm. C Corp, S Corp, okay? Yeah. They should have them on file. Each one should have an agency, okay? Okay. And if they're not there, they're doing business, okay? They're doing business within your within your state illegally, okay? So you would uh, uh, notify the Secretary of State that someone's here trying to do business in this state without um, proper without proper uh, licensing. Okay. Okay. All right. So go yeah. to your SOS SOS dot gov slash whatever state. What state are you in? Pennsylvania. I think it's Pennsylvania CA, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, go to your Secretary of State, see if you can find anything more on these guys, okay? And you know what? Uh, better Business, bbbbb.org, okay? See if you can find any uh, complaints on these guys, too, okay? Okay. Better Business Bureau.org mm-hmm. is triplebb.org. Okay. What about okay. The, what about the name? If I anything, they, there's no name. There's just uh, um, stamped as company. It's just... Uh, yeah, I know. They're, they're getting sneaky because they're getting hit left and right. Okay? <laughs> they are. They're really getting hurt, and so that's if I, good. If I address any anything, then I'm just addressing it to their LLC then? Or yes. You would be addressing them to the LLC, but try to get their name, okay, the corporate agency. Okay? Every corporation has to have an agent in the in the state they're working at. Okay? Okay. Cool. Okay, so yeah, they should have an agent. If not, they're illegal. Okay. Okay. To notify the Secretary of State about that. All righty. Thank you, Charlie. Okay. Yes, sir. All right, no. Thanks, Tab. All right, thank you. Okay, uh, doesn't seem to be any more questions on the board, Charlie. So why don't we call it an evening? All right. How long will we stay up? Let me see. Seven. Okay, not too bad. Yeah. It's about an hour. Yeah. A little over. And such things. Okay, so tomorrow, next week, we're going to do the next five. And uh, maybe I'll read, see what else we got. Because it's moving so fast. Yeah. There's a lot of, yeah. a lot of stuff happening, especially with the debt collection and a lot of um, credit. 
that's going to be on, a, on the consumer side. Okay? Like I say, the, hopefully the Pope comes through with the Jubilee by well, September. We'll see about that. Yeah. We'll Even if he that. does, doesn't mean that this side of the Atlantic is going I'm to honor it. Exactly. That's right. We're not going to hold our breath to it. <laughs> no. But it will be a position that, you know, things are moving that way. Okay? And that's what I think we're hitting hitting them hard on. Okay. All right. Well, Charlie, thank you very much. So we're going to call it an evening. So uh, we'll catch you again next week. And everybody, hey, a um, couple of things, actually, real quick. Hold on. Before you guys go, hold on, hold on. A couple of things. Um, share this uh, information with your friends and family and people that you know. Uh, tell them to go to youhavetheright.com and to sign up uh, because we get these calls that are recorded in organized fashion. We have some documentation that's available. And we also have Charlie's Coaching, which right now is uh, only $600 and, and what are we saying, like a year or something like that, which is yeah. pretty dang cheap. Folks, I mean, if you yeah, want help, pretty, if you want help in dealing with these debt collectors or issues like we've discussed, six hundred bucks for a year is cheap. <laughs> so uh, be sure to do that. And um, I have started a couple of blogs. If you guys want to check it out, uh, blog.youhavetheright.com. I'll be putting up some blogs there, and I've got another one at another location, and I forget what it is because it's through some networking company. It's, I think it's the Empowerment Network under You Have the Right. So um, and if you guys want to contribute ideas for the blog, hey, I'll be more than willing to listen to what you got. So you can send that to me uh, through the website, youhavetheright.com. And so that's it for my, uh, my um, announcements and updates. So you guys, hey, thank you Captain, very Captain, much. What's your email? Um, you, you can send it to me, um, kish, K-I-S-H, at mailhouse.com if you'd like. All right, cool. That's not that's not my permanent email. I just want to give out, and so when it starts to get too much spam, I'll just delete it. Cool. Thanks. So, yeah, you bet. Okay, you guys, thank you very much, and good night. Bye-bye. Good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.